Welcome to the Planet Storytime podcast, where we use the power of our imaginations to see the pictures in our minds for some of the best stories ever told. I'm your host, Thomas Mitchell. Today, we have a special treat here at Planet Storytime. We have with us our newfound friend, Jane Owen, and she is the author of our story today called Tom Wolf and Max the Owl. And not only is Jane going to read her story to us today, we're also going to get to ask her questions about her book. And by we, of course, I mean myself and my dear friend, Paxton Stanley, who writes all of the music for Planet Storytime. A special day indeed. So Jane Owen, welcome. How are you? Excellent. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. That's Thomas Mitchell. Hello, Thomas. Yeah, it really is a pleasure. Very much so in my case as well. Shall I begin? Yeah, why don't you go ahead and, uh, and then maybe we'll do some questions after you're finished. That sounds wonderful. Tom Wolf and Max the Owl by Jane Owen. Once upon a time in the beautiful countryside where there are rolling green hills, large leafy trees and the bluest sky was a farm with a thatched roof. In one of the fields, there was a huge beech tree that provided shade to the farm. It was also the home of the wisest of all the animals, Max the Owl, who watched over the farm from its top branches. On the farm lived the most amazing animals, all different and special in their own way, including four sheep, six pigs, twelve cows, two horses, one owl, whom you've already met, and the newest addition to the farm, a little puppy called Woof. Thomas Wolf. Even though all the animals lived together, they didn't get along and fought with each other all the time. The cows grumbled moo at the sheep, the sheep bleated complaining baas. The pigs meanly oinked at the chickens, the chickens were always cluck clucking cluck cluck at the horses, and as for the horses, well they did not speak to anyone who wasn't a horse. But even though they didn't get along with each other and were always fighting, they agreed on one thing. The new addition to the farm, Thomas Wolf, was a very naughty puppy. Tom Wolf, the puppy, was a writer. He was always writing on everything. He wrote on the walls of the stables. He wrote on the fences in the fields. He wrote on the roof of the coop where the chickens slept at night. He wrote anywhere there was space to write. He even wrote on the sheep's woolly bellies and the backs of the cows while they were sleeping. Tom Wolf was a puppy who loved making up stories. Every day there were new ones popping into his head. All the animals on the farm were angry with Tom for writing everywhere. They didn't realize that it was because Tom felt strongly that he had to write them down as soon as he thought of them wherever he was, otherwise he would forget them. They thought he was just being naughty. Tom's stories were scrawled all over the farm with words here and sentences there. The animals on the farm could not read his stories properly because the sentences were not in the right order and they were all in different places instead of in one. All they saw was their walls covered in scribbles. They saw a big mess. This made Tom Wolf very unpopular. The animals didn't like him at all. They complained about him to the farmer. They called him a vandal and a troublemaker. He must stop, they all cried. Tom Wolf was lonely He'd hoped he would have friends in his new home. He wished the other animals could understand the stories he was trying to tell them. Tom Wolf couldn't understand why he was in trouble all the time just for writing his stories. 
until one day Max the Owl found Tom sitting under the big beech tree looking very sad, and he decided to talk to him about it. There, there, Tom Woof, you have a wonderful talent, he said, patting Tom's back with his wing. Max the Owl had flown all around the farm reading Tom's writing and had realized that when he read the words and sentences all together, they made a wonderful story. You're a very good writer, he said to Tom, but you should try to organize your stories and write them down in a book so that other animals can read and enjoy them instead of reading only bits of them here and there. I understood it was a story because I could fly and see everything you wrote all together, said Max. The pigs, cows, sheep and horses cannot fly, young Thomas, so they cannot understand. When you write them all together, they will become a great story everyone can enjoy. This made Tom Wolf smile. But first, we need to clean up the mess you made, said Max. Over some sunny days and a few rainy days, too, Tom Wolf started scrubbing the walls, fences and roofs where he had been writing his stories and scribbled words all jumbled up before. The other animals watched him and were happy he was cleaning the farm. He even washed the tummies of the sheep and the backs of the cows. After he finished cleaning, Max showed Tom how to write all his ideas down in one place, all together in a book. He explained that stories can have heroes and heroines and problems to solve. Max taught Tom how to decide what part of the story should go at the start, in the middle, and at the end. He showed him how to write a story down from start to finish so that he could read them to the other animals and to the farmer and his family. When Tom had written down his whole story, all that was left was the title. He called it My New Home, and it was to be the first story in the big book of stories by Tom Wolf. Max gathered all the animals together to listen to Tom Wolf reading his first story. The animals were curious. What did Tom Wolf really have to say with all his writing here and there? They asked each other. The sheep came, the cows came, the pigs, chickens, and even the horses showed up to hear the story. When they were all together... Tom stood in front of them and started to read his story out loud. It was wonderful. The animals laughed at the funny parts, gasped at the exciting parts, and hugged each other during the one scary part. When Tom finished reading his story, all the animals began applauding very loudly and congratulated him on writing such a good story. Then they realized that this was the first time they'd been all together without fighting. The pigs were not meanly oinking at the chickens, and the horses were finally talking to the other animals. Every evening from then on, Tom would read a new story to the animals, who were now his friends. They all enjoyed his stories so much that they would gather together the next day to talk about them. Sometimes they would discuss how the stories made them feel, and sometimes they would just talk about how excited they were to hear the next one. Some of them even started writing down their own stories. Max and Tom wrote lots of stories together in the big book of stories and were best friends forever on what was now a very happy and peaceful farm. After a while, the farmer was renamed Storybook Farm and animals from all around came to visit and to hear the stories Tom Wolf would read to them. That's the end. Fantastic. Great Thank, job. You. Thank you very much. Great story too. Tom and I both really loved the story and, and loved kind of the themes that are built into that. Was that really your first foray into that sort of storytelling or have you been doing this on the side? Yeah, no, no, no. I've, I've 
literally never written a children's book or any book. <laughs> and what, what inspired you to write it? Well, it was a combination of things. Um, my, I've always loved books and writing uh, my whole life. My, um, my father's a writer and my great-grandfather was a very famous book editor called Max Perkins, who edited Ernest Hemingway and F. Scott Fitzgerald, Thomas Wolfe. So wow. my house growing up was filled with books. Like my grandmother was a, was a book editor before she, um, and also an editor at the New York Times before she married my grandfather. Um, you know, books were really, really important to me. Writing a book was always at the number one thing on my bucket list. The number one thing I kept telling everybody, when I have time, I'm going to write a book. I don't know what the book is going to be, but I'm going to write a book. And my partner, who's a film producer, he's a Venezuelan and he um, has a lovely accent. And he uh, would always say Thomas Wolfe when he was talking about the writers. <laughs> and so I thought, oh, wouldn't it be cute if there was a puppy called Thomas Wolfe? And he had all these characteristics of the real Thomas Wolfe. Um, and then I said, well, there must, there would have to be a Max Perkins character. So that's where Max Al came from. And um, I just kind of started writing, like, what would this character be? And, you know, I, I don't know if you know, but they made a movie about my great grandfather um, in 2016. It came out with Colin Firth playing my great grandfather and Jude Law playing Thomas Wolfe. And I was really lucky uh, enough to be the kind of um, spokesperson for the family. So I would, so I met with the director, I met with Colin, I met with Jude. Um, wow. I didn't get a chance to meet Nicole Kidman, unfortunately. She was in the movie too, but I did meet Laura Linney, who played my great grandmother. And, um, and I, I spent a lot of time talking to them about Max Perkins and um, kind of passing on notes from other members of the family. Um, and so his story is something that I got really involved in, like the relationship between Thomas Wolfe and Max Perkins was very unique. It was very intense it was like a father-son relationship and um so i knew the characteristics that i wanted to implement into these children's figures these animals yeah. um so the the character of thomas wolf is very much based on the real thomas wolf and the character max perkins also mm. um and obviously like it's very condensed because it's a tiny little <laughs> um but i tried to kind of capture the essence so i was writing it during the pandemic and i was really influenced by everything that was going on so a lot of the things that were happening around me kind of made their way into the book. Um, and I felt more impassioned to, um, to finish it because I, I saw the things that were going on around me and I really felt like the messages and the lessons in the book would, would have a great impact on the, on the kids of today. Yeah, I, I thought it was, was very poignant in, in that way. And, and it's hard to imagine that this book doesn't tell uh, us a lot about you. And, and that might be the case for really any author. Um, I, I could see that, uh, that there was a lot of you in this, a lot of your uh, perhaps uh, uh, idealistic view of what the world could be. Uh, and I was curious as to uh, whether or not you identified more with Tom Wolfe or Max the Owl. Huh. Um, I think I'm a kind of, I'm definitely a mix of the two, but maybe if I had to choose, it would be Max the Owl. Uh, and there are definitely Tom Wolfe characters in my life. Are you going to continue with this group of characters or is your, is your next work going to be something a little bit different? Um, it's a bit of both. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm writing two books simultaneously right now. I'm writing the second book in the Storybook Farm 
series, which is actually um, about a character based on F. Scott Fitzgerald, uh, which is a fox. Um, and he comes to the farm and he's very extravagant and he's very exciting and, and everybody falls in love with him. And he is also a storyteller and Tom Wolfe gets a bit jealous. So it's, it's uh, talking about the lessons of jealousy uh, through this. Because uh, I wanted to keep, on, keep the theme and kind of bring in other characters that were based on uh, famous writers or, you know, not necessarily just the writers that Max Perkins actually looked after. Hopefully in the future there'll be other people, but it's kind of like bringing these characters into these young minds very early on. So when they're older and they read The Great Gatsby, they can say, oh, you know, there was this book I liked when I was a kid that had a fox and it. it was based on F. Scott Fitzgerald. <laughs> Um, yeah. But yeah, and also I think that children's books are really, it's really important that they teach kids lessons as well as being entertaining. And I think jealousy is something that, you know, is a very confusing emotion for children. Um, and, you know, we all experience it at some point. So. Absolutely. And then simultaneously, I'm writing another book, which is completely different, um, about a multicolored unicorn um, who lives in a land in the sky and uh, where unicorns live and all the other unicorns are one color. So, you know, you're a, either a pink unicorn or a blue unicorn, but you're not more than one color. And um, so she gets bullied quite badly by other unicorns for being multicolored. And so it's kind of uh, talking about racism a little bit, uh, but in a very nice way i guess yeah, yeah. <laughs> really. uh, but that's actually based on a story that my stepfather used to tell me that he made up when i was little um so it's kind of my adaption of what i can remember from his storytelling and then my own kind of um uh extension of that uh, so i'm excited about both both stories real quick if somebody wanted to buy the book where is the easiest place to do that? I know you have the website, tomwolf.com. Yeah, I mean, the website right now is just a place to um, find out more information as it becomes available. But right now, it's only available on Amazon. But it's available in every country in the world, which is very nice. Yeah. Um, and it's available Kindle as well as uh, paperback. And um, I'm hoping that eventually my publisher will uh, make it into a hardback for sale in bookstores but apparently i have to reach a certain amount of sales first mm -hmm. it's like the prize you win at the end is being able to sell your book in a real bookstore <laughs> absolutely absolutely tom do you have any questions good man fantastic well you know what uh, actually uh, jane you were so thorough you answered so many of my questions uh right oh, at the good. beginning <laughs> uh, i you know i there was one though that i did you know, I, I just want to make maybe a finer point on this, and you basically already touched on it, but that is uh, when it comes to uh, the farm, when you describe the farm, um, uh, all the animals bickering and, and, and not getting along, it made me think of our world. Yes, and that's exactly, that's exactly what inspired it. You know, yeah. there's been so much anger between people for the last, you know, four years, and um, and I'm very outspoken about my opinions. And um, I have, I do have some friends who are very much the opposite. And 
we would get into these really long, very contentious fights. And we, you know, to the point where we thought, you know, are we ever going to be friends again? Can we ever see past this? And then somebody would bring up a book or a movie or something that we enjoyed both as much together. And suddenly everything was back to normal. You know, we'd be talking about the movie or the book as if, you know, we hadn't been fighting five minutes ago. <laughs> and um, I think that that, you know, gave me hope, you know, you, you know, not everything has to be about politics and not everything has to be so um, upsetting. And I think that, you know, if you can, if you do, you know, if you if you value your friendship with somebody who has different political opinions than you, find things that you do enjoy together. I think that's what I wanted kids to realize is that, you know, you value your friendship with somebody and you want to be friends with them just find that common ground and like encourage that develop that so that so I was really happy when the animals found that they all love stories and then they had something to talk about yeah. <laughs> it's also really cool Max the owl the wisest animal on that crew right teaches us the importance of getting perspective sometimes you have to zoom out to really see yes. something that's happening absolutely I thought that was a really powerful absolutely. thank you thank you and I also think um when you have a problem, uh, when kids see all of this anger, it's so important for them to be kind of led to that understanding of perspective. The other thing that I think it teaches kids is also how to communicate with people that they don't think that they can communicate with. You know, he's writing all these stories and he doesn't understand why animals don't get it. And Max the Owl is like saying, basically saying to him, find a different way of communicating because they do want to hear what you have to say. And I think that that's something that kids these days struggle with because their ways of communicating with each other don't necessarily translate when they're trying to communicate with a different generation. Yeah. You know, um, and I saw a lot of that during the pandemic when there were the riots all around, you know, we had riots all around us here in LA, like, really close to us and they were smashing buildings. It was horrible to see. And, you know, these were people with a real passion, especially a lot of young people who had a real message that they wanted to get out. It was a very good message of anti-racism, equality, um, but they were so upset and they were so frustrated that their message wasn't being heard, that they, they you know, were spray painting Black Lives Matter on walls. And, all, and then the other people who were like, you know, why are you doing this? And all they could see was the vandalism. They were like, these vandals, they're, they're destructive. They're, and that's what they focused on. They didn't see the message. They couldn't hear the story because they were all they were seeing was the mess. And right. so that was a really big part of the book for me was to try to explain that to kids. It's like, if you don't communicate in a way that the other person is um, acceptant of, then your message is going to get lost. And, you know, it doesn't mean that your message is bad. It doesn't mean that what you're trying to say is wrong. Um, but if you say it in a way that they don't appreciate or they, you know, in a, if you go and write it on their wall or you scream it in their face, they're not going to hear your message. They're just going to hear, they're just going to react to what you're doing rather than what you're saying. And I think that's important for kids as well because they get so frustrated that you can't understand what they're saying that they just get louder or they act out or they have a temper tantrum or they write on walls, <laughs> you know, yep. quite literally. Um, and it's about going, okay, whether it's mommy or daddy or my teacher or whoever, they do want to listen to me. So I just need to find a different way of saying it. 
I love yeah. it too. Thank you so much, Jane. Thank you both so much. So uh, this has been really cool. Have great. a great rest of your day. Wonderful. Thanks so much, Jane. Thanks, Tommy. Thank Talk you guys. Soon. All right. Well, great thanks to our special guest, Jane Owen, for being with us here today. Uh, Jane, we can't wait to uh, hear about and read your uh, next books that will hopefully be coming out here in the near future. Uh, thank you again so much uh, for reading your book today, uh, Tom Wolf and Max the Owl. Uh, we appreciate it so much. Uh, on behalf of Paxson Stanley and myself, Thomas Mitchell, here at Planet Storytime, we'll catch you next time. And until then, remember to keep using your imagination and see just how powerful your mind truly is. Goodbye for now.